Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. Well, good morning, church. Thank you, Captain, for the opportunity to share God's word with you all today. I stand here today humbled and I don't take this responsibility lightly. A little over a month ago, uh, the Holy Spirit was talking to me. And as it is with conversations, there was an exchange of sentiments, observations, opinions, ideas, and then there was truth and fact. And those final two were the two that had the lasting impact, truth and fact. I tell you, when when the Holy Spirit resides in you and abides in you, there's no running from conviction, is there? There's no hiding. So on this particular day, in the early hours of the morning, I jotted down what spoke to me the most during my exchange with the Holy Spirit, and it was this. When you run from something, you get tired or it catches up with you. When you run to something, you have stamina and gain momentum. And I don't think that there's any coincidence that later that day, I received a call from Captain Paul with his request for me to bring the word of God to you this morning during this time. So here I am, not running from, but running to in obedience to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. Will you pray with me and for me even now? My dear Abba Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for loving me despite all my faults and failures. I ask that you forgive me of any sin, Lord, that may be in my life that could hinder your word from going forth today. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Now, over the last few weeks, as I was thinking about the theme for today and praying for direction, I thought of conducting an experiment. It was more like a, like a one-question survey because I was interested in finding out what most people thought they could be assured of. So the question I posed to individuals, and I don't think I asked anybody here today, and I did that for a reason. The question I posed was, what can you be assured of in this life? What gives you confidence and certainty without any doubt? And when I received the responses from my survey, the answers varied based on several factors, but there was a common theme, which was exactly what I thought would be the case. But I'll touch on that later on, and I'll share some of those answers with you. 
How many of you like to travel? Do you travel by airplane, some of you? Okay. Now, when you're at the airport, have you ever noticed the difference between passengers who have a confirmed ticket versus those who are on standby? Is there a difference? Okay. Those who have confirmed tickets, they're usually reading or eating or having conversations with friends, family, maybe even entertaining strangers, watching movies on their phones. They seem relaxed and at ease, right? But those who are on standby are usually back and forth to the ticket counter. They're watching the clock. They're kind of uneasy. They're pacing. They don't seem relaxed. The difference between these two sets of passengers is caused by the confidence factor. The passengers with confirmed tickets have an assurance. They have confidence and certainty without any doubt that they will get on that flight. And those who are on standby don't have that confidence. Today I would like us to look at two points of assurance that we can find in the passage of scripture read for us earlier today by Pat. Some, many, and maybe even all of you know the story of the birth of Jesus from beginning to end, and you could probably even recite it by heart based on, you know, growing up in Christmas plays and pageants and that sort of thing. And a small portion of it was highlighted in this morning's scripture reading that we find in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now, for those of you who know this passage very well, please bear with me as I give a little bit of history for anybody here today who may need it. When we look at this account in Matthew, we get a glimpse into Hebrew marriage customs. Marriages in that culture were arranged. It was a contractual agreement. And after everything was agreed upon, the man and the woman were considered husband and wife. But they did not live together for an entire year. They both resided with their families, with their parents. And this waiting period was to show the faithfulness of the pledge of purity that was given concerning the bride. Now, for obvious reasons, if the bride was found to be expecting during this time frame, this showed her unfaithfulness in her relationship and her marriage would be annulled. But if after the one-year time frame, the bride was still found to be pure, the husband will then go to her parents' house and in a grand processional march, he would take his bride back to his home where they would live together and then consummate their marriage physically. Now, how many of you here today would be willing to enter into a marriage agreement under those terms? Anybody? One? Okay. Okay. It's a lot to ask. Talk about commitment, right? So that Hebrew custom gives us a better understanding of the background leading up to this passage. Here we find Joseph pledged to his wife, and before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. So obviously in his mind, and needing to stick to his Hebrew customs because he was faithful to the law, is what scripture says, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. 
Now let's look at Joseph possibly for a moment. How do you think he felt before his encounter with the angel? Can you imagine him maybe feeling heartbroken because of the love that he had for Mary? Think about his possible feelings of disappointment, feelings of embarrassment. Think about the many questions that flooded his mind. But you know, God is so amazing because in his infinite wisdom, he knew what Joseph needed. He knew that Joseph needed assurance. God intervened and he sent an angel to privately assure Joseph with the words that we see in verse 20. And it says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now can you imagine the relief that came over Joseph as he rested in that assurance of comfort? A little over a month ago, an active officer friend of mine was promoted to glory. He was only 49 years old. And one of his requests was for me to do the eulogy at his homegoing service. And there were so many emotions that flooded my mind during those weeks, and I felt ill-equipped for the task. I questioned so many things. But one of the things that helped me to then finally help the family that remained, mourning the loss of a husband and a dad, it wasn't my words. It wasn't my thoughts. It wasn't my feelings but it was the assurance of who God was in this man's life, which ultimately brought the comfort that the family needed. And this is what the word of God does, friends. God's word, which was made flesh in human form through the birth of Jesus, now dwelling in us through the promised Holy Spirit, our comforter, gives us assurance. The prophetic words of the angel continued into verse 21, and it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now at this point, Joseph probably remembered the promises of God to provide salvation through the new covenant. And then the angel continued to explain that this was in keeping with God's eternal plan, which was declared by the prophet Isaiah 700 years before. Mary's miraculous conception fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy, and her son would truly be Emmanuel, God with us. So in light of all of this, Joseph realized that he had a part to play. He didn't need to be afraid, despite what may be misunderstood by others, despite the gossip of the town. He now knew the true story of Mary's pregnancy and God's will for his life. Yes, Mary was told Jesus' name, but Joseph was told both his name and the reason for it. Scripture says, you, Joseph, 
will call his name. You are to give him the name Jesus, Yahweh, the one who brings promised salvation. Psalm 130 in verse 8 says, He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This, my friends, is the fundamental purpose of Jesus' coming, salvation. And that is an assurance that we can hold on to. When we look at the word assurance, it is an infinite word. It conveys the thought of a promise that will never be broken. You know, Joseph doesn't get much light when it comes to the story of the birth of Jesus. And isn't that true when it comes to birthing babies in general? Do we give much acknowledgement to the husbands or the men in the relationship? I mean, after all, what do they really do? <laughs> Women do all the hard work, right? It's our bodies that carry the babies. Am I right, Jill? Yes. Our bodies that carry the babies. It's our bodies that go through the process of pain and labor. It's our bodies that go through the pain of delivery. It's our bodies that struggle to get back into shape. But what I like about this and what I'd like to bring your attention to this morning is that Joseph, a man, was important. His importance didn't come through his physical seed, but through obedience. Through obedience, he named his son Jesus. Through obedience, Joseph named his son Jesus, and that name brought us the assurance of salvation. We can be assured that Jesus came into the world to deliver us from the power and the effects of sin, and God wants you to have that assurance of salvation. We shouldn't live our lives wondering whether we are truly saved. That is why the Bible makes the plan of salvation so clear. Both in John chapter 3, verse 16, and in Acts 16, 31, Scripture tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It says, whosoever believes, not just the whosoever, but whosoever believes. And in Acts it says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Assurance means freedom from doubt. When you take God's word to heart, you have no doubt about the reality of your eternal salvation. Our assurance of salvation is based on the perfect and complete salvation God has provided for us through Jesus Christ. John chapter 10, verses 28 and 29 says, I give them, Jesus is speaking here, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. There's a section that I read from the Daily Bread, and it says this, it's a story. 
a man once came to D.L. Moody and said that he was worried because he didn't feel saved. He didn't feel saved. So Moody asked, was Noah safe in the ark? Certainly he was, the man replied. Well, Moody said, what made him safe? His feeling or the ark? The inquirer got the point. How foolish I've been, he said. It's not my feeling. It is Christ who saves. Friends, what can you be assured of in this life? What gives you confidence and certainty without any doubt? I want to tell you this morning that there is nothing, nothing in this life that anybody can be assured of apart from God that doesn't pale in comparison to what he has to offer. And that solidified what I believed to be true. Nothing in this life we can be assured of apart from God. There's nothing because it all, it all pales in comparison. The number one answer that I got from my survey was death. We can all be assured of that, right? Then other answers followed. We can be assured of difficult scenarios in life. We can be assured of an inherent belief that things will get better. We can be assured of disappointment. We can be assured of change. And then most of the other answers that I received sounded like this. We can be assured that the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. He is with us and he is for us. We can be assured that Jesus' life saved ours. We can be assured that God gives us the answers to our questions. We can be assured of our faith in God. We can be assured of God's constant presence in our lives. We can be assured of God's provision. We can be assured of God's love. We can be assured that God is good and he uses every experience for his glory. We can be assured of the faithfulness of God's word. We saw in God's word this morning how Joseph received the assurance he needed that brought him comfort. And we saw how the birth of Jesus, Jesus being named by Joseph, his father in obedience, brought to the world the assurance of salvation. What answers are you seeking this morning? Where are you looking for assurance? Who are you looking to for assurance? I know for myself that things were promised to me that never happened. I know that I have been confident and certain in someone else's ability to complete a task, but to my disappointment. I was certain about how I thought my future would pan out, but boy, was I wrong. But scripture tells us in Psalm 118, verse 8, 
It is better to trust or to have faith in the Lord than to put your confidence or your hope in man. You see, because when we put our confidence in man, they may not have the will to help, and sometimes they might not have the power. And even when they have the power, and it has been promised, man disappoints. Man changes their mind, or they may not be true to their word. But when we trust in the Lord, we enjoy peace. When we trust in the Lord, we are in safety. When we trust in the Lord, we will not want for any good thing or be ashamed or confounded. When we trust in the Lord, he is able and willing to help. He is faithful to his word and he is unchangeable in his promise. Friends, Christ was born over 2,000 years ago for you to give you assurance. If you've never taken the opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior of your life, then do that today because Christ was born for you. And if you already have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you just need some answers to your questions, then talk to him now because Christ was born for you. As you listen to the words of this song, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your needs, whatever they may be. Be open to whatever the Lord has in store for you. Are you feeling weakened this morning and unstable? Alone? Waiting for answers to prayers? Are you weary of praying? Are you bitter? Are you broken? Do you have unspoken fears? Christ was born for you. He offers his promise and peace for you. So come now as you listen and seek his face and rest in his assurance. Amen. Oh,
listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.